Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A warm hello to our listeners at Bam Damned Radio. We want to thank you for listening. This is Dr. Alex Andrade, part of the trio that is Tavana Inc. Uh, right now, I'm actually here by myself. Well, not completely by myself. I'm here with a, a special guest. Uh, but the uh, trio that we exist uh, as a part of, Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Saide Malakovzali, are not here with me today. And so we'll be speaking with Dr. Ashley Wood. Hello, Ashley. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I want to introduce you a little bit more before uh, we do that. I just want to say hello to our listeners. Thank you for listening. It's a special edition of Culture and Psychology. Uh, I want to remind listeners, too, in regards to our website, uh, the Tavana uh, website. It's www.thetavana.com. Uh, definitely always encouraged to take a look at our website, email us, contact us regarding topics uh, that we talk about, uh, anything that you're wanting to hear a little bit more about, we're always welcome to that. Well, on today's Culture and Psychology, as I mentioned, a special guest, uh, Dr. Ashley Wood. Uh, Ashley is a friend, colleague, former classmate of mine. I can't remember if we've actually had classes together. It was no. so long ago now, yeah. <laughs> but we, we were enough uh, cohorts apart. I think we just missed each other, but we were certainly in, you know, all those meetings and, you yeah. know, yes, yeah. together. <laughs> and so, yeah, great to have you here. I want to give you a, a proper introduction. So Dr. Ashley Wood is a licensed psychologist uh, like myself. Uh, She's licensed in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, she's, as I just mentioned, received her doctorate from Roosevelt University, where her interests include uh, eating and body image concerns. That's where her research is really focused on. Uh, Dr. Wood is also a master trainer with the Body Project, which is an evidence-based cognitive dissonance body acceptance program. Dr. Wood has also previously served as Interim Associate Director and Outreach Coordinator at DePaul University Counseling Center before moving into private uh, practice full-time. Congratulations on that, too. Uh, I know you. it's something we've talked about. Maybe we can talk about in the future uh, on the air as well yeah. in regards to making those transitions. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and she also teaches as well as an adjunct instructor at Roosevelt University, uh, where she's taught while uh, as a graduate student there as well. That's something we also have in common mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Dr. Wood has worked in college counseling, community mental health, and partial hospitalization in intensive outpatient settings. Uh, Ashley is particularly passionate about and has special interest in working with individuals concerning identity, exploration, slash development, life transitions, including working with individuals who are child-free or who are trying to decide whether or not to be child-free, young professional and career concerns, relationship, body image, and eating, stress management, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-compassion. Uh, again, a broad range, uh, a whole bunch of knowledge and experience and skills <laughs> that you have. Uh, Dr. Ashley was, is accepting patients, so you can find her on Psychology Today. Uh, a little caveat for our California listeners, uh, she's licensed in Illinois. So there's the whole logistical thing uh, in regards to working across uh, state lines. Uh, but again, it's uh, she is available to meet with individuals 
uh, check her out on Psychology Today, the website, uh, so that you can get more information about maybe meeting with her if you are in the state of Illinois. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the thing I'm excited about uh, that I also wanted to share with listeners are some of your interests. And yes. so Dr. Ashley Wood likes to spend time with friends and host gatherings. Obviously, with COVID, it's a little tricky right now, <laughs> yes. but uh, when, when possible and in safe ways. Yeah. Uh, but also arranging flowers and you're going to have to help me with this. I'm going to get it wrong all episode. Well, I'm going to give the, you a chance to, to try and I'm get gonna it start, right. I'm going to start. Yeah. Some of the, the charcuterie boards. You got charcuterie. You got charcuterie. it. There we yes. go. All right. Uh-huh. She loves to read, travel, uh, and obviously exploring uh, great food in Chicago mm-hmm. as well, as well as taking kind of mindful walks. She yeah. likes to be very intentional, which we're going to hear about the mindfulness in our topic today. So yeah. That that transitions great into what we were actually going to talk about uh, with our listeners, the creativity. Uh, you know, when we first reconnected, one of the things that I was so excited about hearing from you about not just kind of how well you've been doing and how, you know, making that transition in your career, uh, similarly in regards to private practice, just as I have, but your your interest in your hobbies. And you shared with me the Chikuri boards. Uh, and, and designing and arranging flowers. And I just thought it was so interesting and so amazing. And I thought it'd be a great topic for us to share today with uh, listeners in regards to how do we explore and develop our interests? And mm. especially how do, we, how do we balance that in our career and our life? I find sometimes mm-hmm. we get so busy and hectic and you know those ideas of hobbies and interest, uh, sometimes it's like, well, when I have time or when I get a chance, but uh, it's not something that we kind of prioritize or even sometimes know how to get back to or find a new in that way. So I I think this is a great topic for our listeners, especially around this time of year, where I think we're being a little bit more reflective of what we're grateful for, what's important to us and how we want to spend our time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's, let's maybe just start with even the, the, what, what got you in the charcuterie boards? What got you into the flower design? I mean, what is that for you? I'd love to hear how you kind of got into those things. Sure. Well, first, thank you for such a warm uh, welcome. It's just uh, nice to be here with you. I always love our conversation. So, um, and it's, well, you know, kind of tied to what you're asking as you were talking about how maybe it can be hard to find those, those parts of ourselves. I think sometimes they get crowded out, you know, and, or stifled. Um, I remember you said, you know, we were in grad school together, didn't have any classes, but we're in lots of per, you know, kind of program meetings. Yeah. And I remember we had someone say like, you're not going to have hobbies the next six years. And I talk <laughs> about stifling, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and how I, how did I get into finding this part of me or what mm. sort of was awakened or reawakened? Um, mm. I, I don't really know at what point it just kind of like clicked or I was like, oh, this is, this is really like a beautiful outlet or I can really just like be in a state of free flow and not mm. think and be super mindful. I was probably on my postdoc yeah. and, um, or maybe a little after that. Um, but like I said, I love hosting gatherings mm. and mm. of course, social media has a bunch, like there are people you can follow who design charcuterie boards or flowers and that's actually actually real quick along those lines can you describe what that is because I remember when I first heard the charcuterie boards like when I seen a picture of it I knew what it was but when I think you said the word I was like what is that so maybe if we could just describe (laughs) it briefly for our listeners how would you describe it to somebody yeah and thanks for jumping in feel free to jump in whatever um so a charcuterie board is 
typically a mix of meats and cheeses. Um, or charcuterie is really the, the meat part of it, so sliced mm. meats. Okay. And they've sort of taken a life of their own, I would say, over the past few years, once again, with social media, where people have come up with these really elaborate designs. You can do it like a charcuterie, like, spread on a table that's really expansive. Um, so it's a great way to kind of design. It's almost like a mosaic, yeah, you know, when you start yeah. putting it together. That's what I think of when, when yeah. I see them. They're like, they're very intricate in that way. And it's like grouped together, but it's like artistic in a way. It is. Yeah. And so I found that when I just, you know, I didn't prepare, didn't rehearse. Maybe I was a little inspired here and there, but just finding space, whether it's charcuterie boards or flower arranging, where I could just be in the moment and just really mindful of, of bringing things together. Maybe that's something that connects me in psychology is bringing things together, making, you know, kind of finding patterns um, in it. But I, yeah, so I think there was something that just awoke inside of me and I just started to nurture it, you know, whenever yeah. I had the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great too. And I think it's like you said, kind of when you found that, I, I think sometimes at certain points in our career or in our life, we can feel like we are able to kind of create that a little bit more, that space. And and I think similarly, we're kind of needing that at a time. I, I think it's, as I mentioned a little while ago, mm -hmm. maybe at this time of year being reflective, but I think certain times in our life, we can be like, well, what what do I want or what, what, what encourages me or, or, or gives to me in a way. And mm. I think it's one of those things where we can be really good at focusing on what we need to do and we should do, but to say, well, what, yeah. what gives me something too. And so, uh, yeah, it sounds like that stood out to you, resonated with you in a way that yeah. the creativity, the patterns, uh, that's, yeah, that's so great. And then you mentioned floral too. And, and uh, again, uh -huh. the, the flowers and the design, what, what about that grabs you? Do you feel like that was a long standing interest? Was that kind of uh, new as well for you? Uh, it's funny you say that recently I somehow got on my phone in my photo album had scrolled accidentally back, like maybe gosh, back in 2009 or 10. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a flower arrangement I had done. Mm. So I guess there was a part of me that I've always been drawn to flowers. Mm. Um, the way you can pull disparate pieces together and create mm. something really beautiful. And it doesn't last forever, mm. right? There's impermanence mm. to it. And they evolve and they mm. change. And you have to nurture them, you know, trim them every one to two days, fill up new mm. water, but eventually they die, right? Mm. So it's this beautiful meditation. And I think sort of what life is too, is sort of wow. like, yeah. So maybe there was something that I was drawn to it for that reason. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really able to fully nurture it until I had more space in my life, but it's kind of maybe always the seeds of it have have always been there, you know? Yeah, it's so yeah. interesting. And I'm thinking too, with the charcuterie boards too, similarly, that's not going to last forever. No. Like, the goal <laughs> is to eat it, right? So it's, it's yes. like you design it, you set it up, you prepare it, and then you hope it it's all gone, right? Yes. And uh, it, it brings some joy in the moment, right? It's fleeting. Things are ever changing. And yeah. um, I think there's something, I don't know which, I think it's in some Eastern cultures um, where there is like mosaic tiling or you create mosaics mm. with sand. And the idea is that I'm probably missing a whole host of like what it represents, mm. but um, that 
it gets destroyed and it is supposed to represent this idea of like impermanence too. So it's interesting how my charcuterie sometimes look like mosaics and then they get destroyed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people enjoy them in the moment. And that's no, what matters. That, yeah. That's a, that's, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you mentioned that. Obviously the show, show is called culture and psychology. So we always try to talk and incorporate culture into this too. And I think it's definitely one of those things that, uh, speaks to you know the creativity piece and even yeah that that's that's so powerful too that idea of it, the the temporariness of it yeah. I think a lot of times uh, when it comes to different types of creativity and art we think of it as kind of maybe long lasting in that way we were kind of joking a minute ago about paint <clears throat> excuse me paintings and things like that where yeah you could say this painting is this old where the charcuterie boards the flowers you know besides a picture of it you know you, you don't want it to last that long and so okay. it's meant to be temporary there can be something that that's so great about that to to be able to be just with that at that time to be able to appreciate it in that way and like you said even with the the flowers you know finding some longevity to it uh, by you know managing it but then also knowing that it's not meant to last forever in that way yeah i have this memory um of i had this flat i think it was a lily and it was closed mm. up and then one day i came out and it was like open and i was like it, kind of this beginner's mind, which also <laughs> comes from Buddhist, you know, at, at philosophy is to look mm. at things as if you're seeing it for the first time. Mm. And I saw it and I was in awe of it, you know, yeah. and I appreciated it because I knew it was going to change. Right. Yeah. So I think these things, you know, play creativity, it's, um, I don't know, it's reminders for us to kind of let go and be in the moment. And I think it awakens that child part of us. I know you, I, I mean, I know you have some things that, you know, um, bring you that, you know, what you were saying earlier, this like fuel yourself to, mm. you know, fulfill yourself. And yeah. I think that's so vital, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, for being human. And um, I don't want to, you know, just bogart it with me talking about the, my outlets, but I know. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to share that, 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 that image she had of, you know, you're the, seeing that flower kind of open up. That's something I've, I've started to do. I, I have a couple of plants. Uh, I do not pretend to be a plant person at all. Uh, I've had one for probably about a year and a half, maybe two years, which is the longest I've ever been able to keep anything alive, including myself. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I do, I recently got another one and it's great to just see those little progressions and really to just kind of appreciate like, oh man, this is growing, this is evolving in that way. And so to be able to, to witness that, like you were mentioning, I think is great. Uh, along the lines of creativity too, I, I, I don't have a lot of, well, I mean, I, I think I try to be creative in some ways, but uh, one, of the, one of the things that I've been kind of exploring a little bit more recently is drawing. It's something that I was really into as a kid and I, I really was engaged in it where at one point, I think I've shared on one of the radio shows before I, I came across this, this sheet that I wrote in the fourth grade about what I wanted to be when I grew up. And mm. one of them was a baseball player. Cause I played baseball for a long time as a kid. The other was a comic book artist. And then the third was a doctor. And so I, I jokingly say, I maybe wasn't too far off with the uh, becoming a psychologist, probably not the kind of doctor I meant, uh, you know, in the fourth grade, <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take it. But uh, yeah, drawing has been something that's been a passion of mine. I've talked about my interest in comics on the show quite a bit, Yeah. Uh, but it was just something that has always been fun. Uh, I, I had a bad habit, even in grad school of 
you know, drawing on, on the uh, edge of my, my notes, uh, just random things if I was bored in class. But uh, yeah, it kind of just started with this, you know, interest of let me draw this and let me see. And I'm actually recently, and I've talked about it on the air, trying to develop uh, kind of a little comic, uh, again, related to psychology, just something fun, playful, um, maybe quarterly. I'm That's as far as I've got with it. I'm like, 40% uh, have drawn it in that way, but it's like low stakes, no pressure. It's kind yes. of meant to be fun. And even just, again, even though I haven't completed it, just the idea of having that again, revisiting that interest uh, again, the idea of making time for that has been uh, really, really engaging for me lately. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, we got to take a quick break. Uh, uh-huh. I do want to talk more about, creativity, and even the idea, too, of how we explore these interests at this point. Uh, Thank you again for being on the show. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the second part of Culture and Psychology. I'm Dr. Alex Andrade here with Dr. Ashley Wood. Uh, not with us today are my good friends and colleagues, uh, also part of Tavana Inc., Dr. Saide Malakafzali and Dr. Daniel Rockers. Uh, from time to time, we kind of like to venture out a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of either do our own individual kind of uh, show or work with uh, friends and colleagues. And so, as I mentioned, very, very lucky and happy to have Dr. Ashley Wood here today, uh, who is a, a former uh, classmate colleague of mine from Roosevelt University. And we've uh, recently been able to reconnect and, and Ashley has shared with me her her interest in creativity. And so today we're talking about creativity, 
how you develop that. Uh, we've in our first part of the episode, we talked about kind of what brought us into our respective interests. I've shared my interest in drawing. Ashley's been growing in her skill and ability and the charcuterie boards and, and reigniting her passion in flowers with design and creativity there. And so I think the big question at this point is, is, you know, how do we do this? I think it's, mm-hmm. it's great for individuals to be creative. It's something, uh, you know, play creativity is something I talk about with, with patients. Uh, I usually give the example that we can agree that creativity and play are important for children in their growth and development. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always like to argue too, that adults, we need that as well. Uh, it's sometimes not as prioritized. It feels like it's something that is an addition to, or at the bottom of our list wow. of all the things that we need to do. But uh, I think it's so valuable, so important. So yeah, I guess a question that comes to mind is, you know, how can people make time for this or explore that? I know for myself, it's it's recently been something I've had to kind of make the time for. Mm. I sometimes will say, you know, well, once I get everything done, mm. then I can have time for that. And I've had to, I've had to readjust that a little bit. I've had to yeah. say, you know what, let me work on this for an hour, two hours, and then I'll allow myself kind of 30 minutes of this. The other thing that I find helpful sometimes is even planning it in my uh, calendar. I kind of joke with people, we can easily look at our calendar and see all the things we need to do, should do, but we don't put the things that we maybe want to do or or forward, uh, looking forward to doing, unless they're like bigger things sometimes. It's like, oh, a trip or something like that, or, you know, getting together with somebody. But those little things that are for us, we maybe don't prioritize in that same way or, or yeah. they don't make it to the calendar. Um, and so those are some things that I find that could be helpful for kind of making the time for that creativity or that exploring yeah. that. Uh, what, what have you heard, Ashley, or what's kind of worked for you in that way? Yeah, well, I love the idea of like scheduling in, you know, things, especially since I think we are inundated with things we have to schedule or put on the calendar. It's just part of modern day life and society. And I think I, I probably take like the step before that, if I'm working with clients or even for myself is like an attitudinal or perspective shift of the idea of giving yourself permission. Cause you have to give yourself permission before you even allow yourself to put it in the calendar. Right. And, um, and so I think that's, it's like, I have permission to play. And I think, you know, I'm sure this is a chicken or egg thing. Like I think play when we're in a state of play or free flow or, you know, just things that don't necessarily have to have a purpose or direction. I think that is what gives us the space and the seed for creativity to be born out of. Yeah, yeah. And I was just so struck. I know this was before the break, but I was struck by what you shared as a child mm-hmm. when you were saying that you had the three, you know, three things <laughs> and you more or less fulfilled two of the three. And I think as children, we have a really deep wisdom and sense of self that gets sort of adulterated by messages and society. And so maybe a piece of it is like tapping into that child self again. Um, So I think those are the things like not, you know, when I think about when I do my flower arranging, I started by signing up for some workshops. So I guess that was permission. I built it into my schedule 
it was a structured environment with other people. Cause I like being around other people yeah. pre COVID and I gave myself permission to just learn and play and have fun with it. Um, so and, those are the things that come to mind. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a great example too. It's one of those things. Sometimes it's helpful to, to do it in a structured way and mm-hmm. to have a, community or have support around that in a way. And so to know that this is something that can be done, you know, with support and, and guidance, sometimes that makes it a little easier for people and, and starting yeah. something again, knowing that other people are interested in this, other people are supportive of that as well. It lowers the sort of the barrier or the bars to, you know, to entry, right? Yeah. You can yeah. kind of, yeah. okay, this is a prearranged activity. Yeah. I actually had that feeling I call it like the childlike butterfly feeling when you're doing mm. something new I signed up for tennis lessons oh. uh, back back because <laughs> I was like this seems COVID friendly you yeah. know activity and I went and it was like you know a bunch of adults learning mm. tennis and I had that same little feeling as I did as a kid you know going to my first <laughs> soccer practice or yeah and I was like this feel I feel alive though and yeah. we need that yeah. we really do Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I am horrible at tennis too. I just have to say that. Yeah, I, I play like I said, I played baseball growing up. So I hit the tennis ball like, you know, with the with a racket like a bat. And that's not how you play tennis, I've learned. So yeah, <laughs> I, I love what you shared, though, that that feeling too. I, I one of the things I've, I've recently started doing too, I, I got a bike here in Sacramento and, and riding around. Mm. And it's that feeling of you know, when you were a kid, you would ride your bike and you would like yeah. pedal really fast or, you know, kind of coast after you pedaled really fast or when you're going downhill and just those feelings. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you describe that, that, that feeling of like that excitement, that nervousness, that playfulness that comes with doing those things yeah. that are kind of reminiscent of, you know, uh, you know, gr- when we're growing up, just, yeah. you know, there's, there's not uh, along those lines too, I'm thinking there's not a, there's not like a cost to it in the sense of like you're, you're playing tennis. It's the goal isn't always to like win every single time or not when I play. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Or be the best at it necessarily. Um, But just allowing that, Uh, that reminds me too. I've recently um, when I was actually in Chicago, I don't know if you know this, but I was in Chicago. I was on a uh, pool team, uh, uh, billiards uh, recreationally. And so I played for about three or four years uh, CMSA is the league that I played a part of. Um, it was a great time, really great organization. Uh, I, I, play, I ended up playing softball within that league too, but uh, it's it's something that I got into kind of with this idea of I I, I need that play, I need that outlet for myself. Uh, it's something that I did growing up as a kid and 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 even as a, um, a young adult. And it was just fun to kind of challenge yourself in that way. And yes. so recently, even in Sacramento, I've kind of reinitiated that. Uh, I've been playing with friends and family. I'm actually going tonight to play with friends and family. Um, yeah, I've played a couple of times during the week, actually, as well. And so it's just it's one of those things where, yes, you, you try to win, but it's also fun and just having those exchanges with other people. Uh, it's, a, it's a real social kind of thing, both mm-hmm. within a league and even even now. Um, it's allowed me to, to connect with friends and family on a different level. Uh, it, and it's, it's okay. Even if you lose, it's okay. Uh, it's not about just winning or, or just getting better. That's, that's not the goal. It's not to reach perfection. 
or this, this idea of like even completion, like I need to get this done where I find like a lot of other things in our life, especially as adult, you know, we need to clean up or we need to run errands. uh, We need to get projects done within the week. Uh, So this idea of, you know, finalizing something, completing something, yet still having to kind of do more, where those things that are about creativity and play and fun, maybe don't come with that same pressure expectation. Mm. As you were describing that, you know, this like, I've got to do this, that or the other, you know, I was thinking of how narrowing that can be, you know, for our existence. And as we talk about play, the feeling I get or what I see is expansion and expansiveness. And I think that's a big key for it. And to do it, to not judge ourselves, you know, the permission, the scheduling to be, to allow ourselves to be curious enough and to not judge ourselves, you know, for tapping into it. Mm -hmm. Well, a a question that I had, and I think we've kind of answered it, but, but I, I think this can be very informative for a lot of people in regards to trying to explore and develop those interests. I'm wondering if, if you feel as though, you know, the career that you're in Mm. has emphasized that, or or that's been something that has led you to this place of being able to focus on creativity and play, or that's something that's always kind of been a part of you and you're just able to get back to it. And and I ask that because sometimes listeners will feel like they have jobs that maybe don't emphasize some of the things that our line of work emphasizes, such as mindfulness, intention, uh, trying to be present, um, uh, you know, just in other types of work, it's just, you know, get these projects done, you know, complete things, you know, fun, creativity, uh, aren't maybe prioritized or excuse me, the the intention and presence aren't prioritized maybe as much. Um, do you feel as though that this has been a result of that for you? What has that been like? You mean as, has our career as psychologists helped facilitate it or given space for that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, good question. Um, probably, Yes and no. You know, I, I, as I said before, so at a very young age, I knew I wanted to be a psychologist. So I Mm. felt like I was on this like straight and narrow. I'm doing this. I was very focused on it. I was a very attuned child. I don't think I ever thought of myself as creative. Um, However, you know, there's often the debate in our field, is this an art or a science? Mm. Right. And I think it's both and that there is an element of creativity and seeing patterns and meeting people where they are uh, and an unfolding, right. That we, we can't always predict, um, but when we're in the moment, things unfold. And I don't think that one's career should or has to dictate, you know, whether someone can tap into that for themselves. I think it's, it's just so very individualized, right. Maybe, some careers are going to make it a little harder to carve out that time. But, you know, going back to like, how do we, you know, bring this into our life? It also doesn't have to be a huge chunk of time. It can be five or 10 minutes of just doing something that you find nourishing, that fulfills a part of you that you don't get fulfilled in other areas of your life. And I think once again, we can lower that that barrier to entry when we take pressure off that it doesn't have to be a two hour commitment. Right. So um, I think that's where the tapping into what did I like to do as a child? What did, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of reconnecting to that can open us up to maybe what we want to explore now. 
Yeah. Yeah. I always encourage that question. You know, what yeah. is it something that we used to like to do something we've always yes. wondered about um, something that sounded interesting to us. And that can be, yeah, something that has grown over the years that has sounded interesting or something that we always felt connected to in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also touched on the idea too. I like what you said in regards to, you know, those the different parts of our life. I, I always encourage individuals to, we can't just focus on and develop only one role or, or one area of our life. I don't think it's wrong or bad to have a couple of areas that we're really focused on. Work tends to be one that ends up taking a lot of space uh, just by the number of hours a week that we're needing to work. But it's also important to cultivate those other areas and even, you know, things like family, things with friends, um, but also even within ourselves and for ourselves in that way. And I think it's this is what we're talking about. Like what mm-hmm. what are those ways to engage yourself, to nourish yourself, you know, be creative and along those lines, too, that like we've been talking, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be something that you're going to do for the next 20 years. It's like, you can be interested in this right now. If it gives you something, if it does something for you, you may find, you know, a couple of years from now, you know what, I transitioned to something else instead. And that's what really speaks to me now. Exactly. Giving yourself permission to say, I've had my fill of this. And now what's the next thing you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to stick with something if it's no longer fun. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, I love that idea, though, giving yourself permission. I think that's a huge one for a lot of people to say that it's okay to mm-hmm. try this. I always encourage the idea of trying. We don't have mm-hmm. to say I'm, I'm great at it or, yes, I'm going to commit X amount of hours, but just giving ourselves permission to say, let me let me explore this. Let me see what this is for me. Yeah. And if I don't like it, I can come back and do things exactly how I was doing it before. Mm-hmm. Cause I know yeah. how that yeah. is. Right. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back in a moment uh, to continue to talk about creativity, how we, we build and, and cultivate space within our life so that we can do that in a way that feels as though it's giving to us, it's adding value in that way. Again, I'm here with Dr. Ashley Wood. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited that we're talking about this. Uh, we'll be back in a minute to continue our conversation. Thank you.
Welcome back to Culture and Psychology. This is Dr. Alex Andrade with Dr. Ashley Wood. Uh, we're talking today, um, the two of us, we're minus uh, my colleagues uh, who are also part of Tavana Inc., Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Saide Malakavzali. Um, definitely thinking about them in our conversations. Uh, Dr. Daniel Rockers, uh, always asking the attuned questions uh, that I try to replicate. Um, and Saide always sharing her experience. And so uh, hopefully we're, we're doing justice uh, in their absence. I uh, want to remind listeners uh, that uh, the show is really focusing today on creativity, exploring and uh, developing those interests. Uh, I also think too, in, in thinking about um, some of those interests that you shared for yourself, the charcuterie boards, mm -hmm. uh, the flower design, and how that kind of even relates to the holiday. I find a yeah. lot of times that is uh, one point in the year where people, well, I feel like uh, usually around like Halloween till the end of the year is a time where people start to allow that creativity and that play. I think for Halloween, you'll see a lot of adults dressing up in that, sure. in that fun, playful way, even parents, you know, dressing up with their children. Uh, but then even for Thanksgiving and uh, um, Christmas as well, uh, we decorate, we decorate our house, uh, the security boards, um, you know, or something we do when we host friends and family, uh, as well as even, you know, the floral designs too. Uh, so to be able to allow, I, I think it's like more acceptable, more welcome in that time, I, you know, maybe in March for St. Patrick's Day, you can decorate, I don't know, but uh, it, it definitely <laughs> seems maybe more common around this time of year. Do, do you find like a an interest in doing it, uh, uh, the charcuterie boards a little bit more around this time of year or the flowers? Um, does it seem like it's kind of year round for you? Uh, what's that like? Yeah, I would say year round for sure. But two years ago, I did take on, um, you know, the, the, the task, the, you know, the challenge of I, instead of just a charcuterie board. So I host a cookie swap and champagne party every year. And so here's the oh, interesting thing about nice. creativity. Uh, I don't bake. I don't yeah. really cook much. Um, so for my cookie swap party, I usually buy my cookie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, you know, the challenge I took on was instead of just a charcuterie board, I did a whole charcuterie like spread across my table. So oh. it was this really massive, we called it a grazing table, you mm. know, where people can graze around it. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think maybe it gets amped up a little bit more, a few more bells and whistles. <laughs> um, but I, you know, and I, I think you're right in that there's a, you're connecting with friends, your family, maybe you're in the kitchen, maybe there's a sense of nostalgia with some of these things. So there's a little bit more of that being togetherness, being in the moment, yeah. um, and doing playing games, even literal <laughs> games with family, right. Or yeah, friends. I want to yeah. emphasize that. I know it can be a tricky time of year for some people, depending on their relationships. Um, yeah. but I know one of the things we were talking about too, is that you, you do some cooking, right. Or you dabble in the kitchen. So yeah, I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes up this time of year too, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, it's uh, like, I'm, for example, for Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm going to make a, a, a dish. Uh, I got a recipe from a friend. And so it's one of those things where 
typically throughout the year, I won't cook for, you know, others in that way necessarily, or, you know, do like a potlucks or anything like that. Um, but yeah, around this time of year is when it's like, you know, let me try a new recipe. Mm. Let me take it over uh, to family, see how they enjoy it. So there's a little bit of creativity in that and, and allowing, and, and everybody's always excited to be like, oh, let's try something new in that way. Yeah. Uh, so even be able to, to do that where it can feel maybe along the lines of I'm thinking of listeners today, maybe who are like, well, I'm not very artistic or, you know, I don't like to do, um, you know, get too much outside of my comfort zone, but, you know, even something like that, you know, trying to prepare a dish that you maybe haven't had before, um, maybe even sharing that with friends or family uh, to say, like, let me try something different in that way. It doesn't have to be a new hobby even that you're taking on necessarily, just even something small like that. And as, as you're saying that, what's coming to mind for me, because we were talking about how to nurture, you know, creativity or play in our lives. I think so one, one mindfulness type of activity I do with clients Mm -hmm. is have them pay attention to things that in their day to day that they find nourishing, Mm -hmm. compared to things they find depleting, right. And I, Mm -hmm. I certainly did not come up with that that comes from somewhere in the literature on mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I I like to give credit where it's due, but I can't remember exactly. And I bring that up because I think when we find ourselves maybe outside our usual routine around the holidays, you know, in the kitchen, playing games, you know, doing puzzles, whatever it is you do, that we can bring mindfulness and being present to those moments. So even if we don't think of it as like, I'm going to go out and play or try this new thing or hobby, um, how can we find nourishment? in the things we're doing by be bringing mindfulness to it. Right. Yeah, and then maybe yeah. through that, it'll provide a germ of an idea of something that we want to explore further. So yeah. even, yeah, even in the things that are built in into our day to day or the holidays, like just bringing mindfulness to it, being yeah. really focused, present mindedness yeah. on the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's something I encourage. Sometimes we're drawn into our mind is drawn into what we need to do next or what we should do or, you know, what's expected to of us versus really kind of just trying to engage in what we're engaging in, mm-hmm. um, you know, focusing on those interactions, the communication that we're actually having versus what we should be doing or what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, it, it can be so, so more engaging, so much more engaging to have that mindfulness, that intention of, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm yes. doing. And, and, and this can give me something too. And I think in uh, interactions and, and relationships, that is huge, as well as even when we're with ourselves and doing some of those uh, creative kind of uh, hobbies or interests as well. Uh, otherwise, it becomes one more thing that we're just trying to get done or trying to get through. And that kind of can take away some of what it can give you in that way. So um, yeah, I'd imagine too, just, you know, especially with the flower design, you know, you're not thinking, okay, I need to hurry up or like, what's the right, you know, way to design this. Uh, but instead just kind of seeing kind of what comes and, and, and really being focused and present with what you're creating in that mm, moment. That's exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, when you mentioned that, I think, I don't know if it was you or someone else was asking me, like, do you, do you watch a video? Do you study up on the, with the flower arrangement? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, I think I did yeah, ask that. Yeah. You asked yeah. Me that. And it's one of the few things where I'm like, sure. I watch some videos here and there, but like where I don't feel like I have to practice or rehearse or study up on it. You know, I've been studying 
for 10, a better part of my life. I was going to say 10 plus years for, you know, my doctorate or getting Mm -hmm. my doctorate and all the schooling that goes into that. Um, But it's just one of the few things that I can just, it can be really organic, you know, and just come from within. And there's not a right answer too. It's, it's something where it's not, you're not going to be graded on it. Nobody's going to say you did it wrong or you did it right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's it's what comes from that too. And that's, that's what really interested me in both the charcuterie boards and the flower design too. I, I find sometimes like with, with the drawing, as I mentioned, like I have an idea yeah. in my head that I'm trying to create. And so I want it to look a certain way uh, versus I, I feel like maybe with the sugary boards and the flowers, like you're kind of seeing what comes and seeing exactly. what evolves versus having this maybe expectation in that way. And I think that's so, so powerful in that way to be able to just allow what is supposed to be built or what, what is yeah. going to be built to come forth in that way. And, and, and I wonder too, with the security boards, I mean, do you find yourself kind of like readjusting things or shifting things a lot, or does it feel like once you kind of put it out, it's kind of there? Um, what, what's that process like for you? Oh, that's a great question. I love this idea of just allowing, you know, like to allow what will be and allow it to have its own evolution. So I would say I don't, once I've kind of committed to putting something Mm. in a certain place, I'm just like, okay, we're all it. We're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like I, I think once I see it start to come together and I just feel draw, I'm like, okay, this color, now I need a color here or I need some texture here. And I, Mm. I just let that flow. And I try not to, yeah, set expectations on it. And I think that's a big component when we talk about giving yourself permission, maybe building it in, but removing the expectations, I think as much as you're able to, um, cause I think that can be constricting in and of itself, you know? So I, I try to enter it with as open of a mind and not all the shoulds Mm. and conditions. I like that idea too, of flow. It just, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds like it's, it's almost just like seeing, I just imagine water flowing and just kind of almost like with the curiosity of where it's going to go versus being like, oh no, the water is supposed to flow this way, or it's supposed to flow that way. It's like, let's see what comes with a, an excitement, a curiosity, yeah. a wonder almost. And I think that's, that's yes. so indicative of, of, you know, childhood where we have this, this wonder and this excitement about things. And uh, even the creativity, we can imagine, you know, one thing as being another in our, in our play. And it's not, you know, no, you, you could have a stick, for example, a kid could imagine a stick to be <laughs> yeah. all these different things. And it's not right or wrong. It's like, no, they're using it in that way and seeing what evolves. And I think as, as we're on this piece of the conversation, how antithetical that mindset is to, and not meant to make generalizations here, but to Western culture, you know, where there are deadlines and goals and expectations and things that you're striving for. So it's really a shift in your mindset and perspective of, I think, you know, being influenced with all those messages to kind of, as an adult, break out of that. So, um, and I also, I, I think it's important. I know we're talking about our specific, you know, like the charcuterie boards, the flower arranging, your drawings that creativity and play can be so individualized. It doesn't have to look a particular way. So I, I guess I'm saying that because if anyone's listening, it's like, 
give yourself the permission to meet yourself where you are. Right. And uh, that it doesn't have to be what I do or what you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind, because otherwise Mm -hmm. I think we kind of feel like we can't take that first step, you Mm -hmm. know, because we're, we're, we're comparing ourselves to what others are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it can be great to get ideas in that way, but also still kind of ask ourselves what, what feels good for me, what speaks to me. It also reminds me of this idea too, in this, I think we're indirectly saying this, but this idea of kind of that compassion for ourselves, that patience for ourselves, just, you know, it doesn't have to be the right first thing that we pick. It doesn't have to shape up in the way that we want. This is, I really encourage, this isn't something that we're failing at, or we can fail at. It's something that is meant to kind of give to us, uh, meant to kind of excite us. I love what you said earlier, that, that excited kind of nervousness with the tennis, like, you know, uh, to find that feeling, to cultivate that feeling, I think mm-hmm. is, is, is something that can be maybe an indicator you're on the right path or, you yeah. know, that, even that idea that that feeling's okay. That feeling isn't something to run from necessarily, but instead like, Oh, maybe this is, maybe this is uh, the feeling I have because I'm allowing myself to play. And, yeah. and this is, you know, familiar in that way of, you know, it's different. It's not what I expect. Um, so allowing that emotion to encourage us to continue versus a lot of times as an adult, if we have that feeling, it's like, okay, no, this is not a good situation or I need to pull back in that way. That nervous excitement to yeah. lean into. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we got to come to our, our last and final break. Uh, we're going to take a, a break and come back uh, with a message to listeners in regards to our conversation today. So we'll be back in a quick minute uh, again with Dr. Ashley Wood. Uh, really glad to be talking about these things. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back uh, and leave a final message for listeners. Sounds good.
Dr. Alex Andrade here with Dr. Ashley Wood. Uh, the, I am typically one of a trio of Tavana Inc., including Dr. Saide Malakavsali and Dr. Daniel Rockers. Um, they're not here with us today. Uh, this is a special episode uh, with myself and Dr. Ashley Wood talking about creativity. And uh, wanted to, uh, before we wrap up our show, really just um, kind of leave a, a message to listeners in regards to something we hope that they take from today's show. Um, uh, before that, though, I do want to thank you again, Ashley. This has been great. Uh, it's been a long time uh, since we've reconnected that I've been wanting to do this. I'm glad we can finally do it. Uh, partially my fault for for lagging. Uh, you know, I'm definitely excited to be able to have you on the air today. Uh, I hope to have you back uh, again, as I shared with listeners about all your knowledge and all your experience. Uh, there's so many clinically relevant topics that we can talk about. Um, we probably have several shows and so no pressure, no pressure. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love your perspective. Uh, I love the things you shared today. Um, this is a great addition to the culture and psychology show, um, really trying to kind of just uh, provide a different perspective and a different experience for our listeners. And again, it's, it's been so great talking with you. Thank you so much for, for being on today. You're so welcome. Well, you make it so easy. You're an amazing host and I just love our conversations and so glad that we've reconnected and we have this time together. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. So yeah, let's, uh, let's maybe, um, I'll, I'll maybe start. So that way uh, you can kind of mm -hmm. see how we do this in regards to a message for uh, listeners. Uh, you, you had so many great kind of themes and messages. I don't want to steal any of yours. And so uh, uh, steal I, away. You have my permission. <laughs> I want to encourage uh, uh, listeners to, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the idea of, you know, asking that question to ourselves. What's something that I used to enjoy? Uh, what's something that, you know, stood out to me, uh, you know, either at an earlier point in my life or something I've always kind of been curious about. I think as we've been talking, the idea of curiosity, uh, the, the, like you said, the nervousness, the, the excitement, nervousness, the fun nervousness, um, those, those are feelings that I think we can really use as a way to give us some ideas about what could be fun and engaging for us. I think sometimes there's so many things that we did in our youth or things that we wanted to do, uh, you know, obviously, you know, life happens, you know, there's responsibilities that we have, but to, to try to cultivate that now is the time now is the time where we can explore these things, maybe reconnect. Um, and then also too, sometimes even just connecting with friends and family, like what do they do? Uh, what interests them? What nourishes them? What engages them? So uh, really encourage listeners, you know, think about some of those things that can be giving, can be nurturing, so they can explore what that is. Uh, Ashley, would you like to share with our listeners, uh, if I haven't stole all the ideas, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just recapped everything and stole all the ideas, my apologies. Uh, yeah, anything uh, you'd like to leave listeners with today? Well, I think your, you know, final message is a great segue to what I would add. And I guess mine is sort of the, the call to action to build off of what you're saying, that curiosity is how do you plan to play today? And it doesn't have to be this grand, you know, gesture of play. It can just, as we were saying earlier, maybe a few minutes, maybe something that's been on your mind for a while or something that kind of you found that, you know, nervous excitement or it's tickling your brain or it's something from your youth, as you were saying, that you want to reconnect with. So how do you take that curiosity and 
find time to play. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that, I mean, that's probably a great question that people can ask themselves every day. How am mm. I going to build play into my day, into my experience? Uh, it, it reminds me, it's not something that we have to do, you know, once a year, like with, you know, Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, it's something that we can maybe ask every day. So yeah, I, I love that message. Yeah. How, 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 how do you plan to play today? And so mm-hmm. that's a great question for myself to have to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Thanks. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the air with us today, uh, part of Culture and Psychology. Uh, We hope to do this more as the 2022 is coming around the corner, uh, hoping to have more guests on, uh, more kind of special shows in this way. Um, I'd love to be able to have you back on the air again, Ashley. Um, This has been so fun, so great. Uh, Definitely uh, encourage our listeners Uh, You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Apple. uh, If you look culture and psychology uh, every Saturday and Sunday, we are on BAM dad radio uh, at 12 from 12 to one on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, Definitely so grateful uh, this time of year to be able to have these shows talk about these things are so important to our listeners. Uh, Again, thank you, Ashley. Uh, Really appreciate it. Uh, Ashley can be found on Psychology Today if anybody in Illinois is interested in her services and her knowledge. Um, And we want to thank her uh, from the bottom of my heart, uh, from uh, Tavana Inc. uh, having you here. And uh, to our listeners, have a good rest of the day. And we will see you next week and next show. Take care. Thank you, Alex. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. سرد درخت ها یادگاری نبشتی با من اندوه جدایی نمیدانی چه ها نفرین به دست سر تو را از من جدا
هر جا بی من نشستی خاطرت آید که آن شب از جنگل ها گذشتیم بر تن سرد درختان یادگاری نوشتیم با من اندوه جدایی نمیدانی چه ها نفرین به دست سر تو را از من جدا کرد بی تو بر روی لبانم بوس پنجمار دگشته بی تو از این زندگانی قلبم آزار دگشته بی تو ای دنیای شادی دلم دریای دردم چون کبوتر گردرم را شکستی خاطراتم را به یادار هر جا بی من نشستی رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا